0: Welcome everyone to the Sister Stories Podcast. This podcast's aim is to marvel at God's sovereignty over each of our lives as women and to encourage one another via our stories. Uh, My name is Sophie and today I'm joined by Lauren. Hi. Hi, Um, thanks for joining me. Uh, First of all, can you tell us a bit about who you are?
1: Uh, Yeah, I'm Lauren. Um, I've been coming to Cornerstone for nearly 15 years. Uh, I'm
0: married to Dan and we have two little girls. Nice, thank you. And what do you do? I'm um, a stay-at-home mum at the moment. Great. Sorry. I thought we'd mention that just in case. Right. Um, okay. Um, so we're going to be talking about uh, your journey to faith and your walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, but to start off, uh, can you tell me a bit about your family background, how you were brought up? Yeah, sure. So um, I'm the
1: eldest of three girls um, and my mum and dad uh, aren't Christians um and my sisters are five and six years younger than me so I was uh by myself for quite a while Mm. um and my dad worked abroad a lot so my mum brought us up and she she did always take us to church um for the first kind of few years Mm -hmm. um as a kind of that's what you do with children she'd been brought up going to church that's what you did on a Sunday morning and so she did the same
0: with us right okay so is that how you first were in contact with the gospel? or Yeah, I
1: remember very little um, Mm. of it. I remember going off to the Sunday school, my sisters not wanting to go because they didn't want to be away from my Mm. mum. And I don't remember any of the teaching, but I do remember always believing that there was a God. Um, I believed in this man called Jesus, and that he died and risen again. Mm. Um, And so I can remember believing that from a very young age.
0: Mm, right, okay. um, can you tell us a little bit how that developed later on, and maybe how you came to a true faith in in Jesus?
1: yeah, so um, after a while, my mum stopped taking us to church, um but I was still interested, and I had a children's Bible at home um and I would try and read that by myself, didn't really understand it, but think I grabbed some basics from it, like I knew that God had made the world mm. um so yeah, the beginnings of teachings. Um, and then when I was a teenager, I was able to go out by myself. So um, mm. not every Sunday, but fairly frequently, I would walk to a local church mm. and just go in there and listen to the service. Um, I didn't really know what church was supposed to look like. Um, yeah. But it, for me, it's just shown how God had put that interest in my heart, mm. even even from then. Um, and interestingly... I do also know that there were people praying for me, um, members of my family, a lot of them are Christians. Um, and yeah. so underneath all of this very slow understanding, um, they were they were praying for me.
0: Wow. Um, yeah, so that was kind of the mm. the beginning. Right, okay. So d- were you able to carry on and, and join that church properly, let's say, or not really?
1: Not really. I don't think I ever really... I didn't really realize it was something that you could join Mm. as such um and then I left and came to uni um and hadn't come to uni thinking oh, I'll find a church or anything like that um didn't Mm. bring a bible to uni (laughs) with me um it definitely wasn't something that I felt had you know an everyday importance in my life there was just Mm. this real basic I believe in God um but I went to the freshers fair um and the only way I can describe it is God put his hand on my back and pushed me towards the CU stand. Mm. Um, I'd never heard of a CU. It wasn't the most interesting of the stands. It wasn't giving away all the fun free stuff. <laughs> um, but I ended up there and I ended up talking to these really nice people who wanted to talk about Jesus. Um, and I went to the CU meetings um, and met young Christians who were looking for a church. And I kind of thought, Oh, that, that's a good idea. I'll, I'll do that as well. <laughs> um and at the time, Pete was doing some of the bible studies with with the christian union um and we were reading through ephesians um and it began to it began to struck begin burn i don't know what the word is just to, uh, to strike me that there needed to be a response from me mm. um and I was reading. Uh, about not getting drunk on wine as this will lead to debauchery and that was what I saw all around me as a student and would be partaking in as a student Mm. and really being struck that something had to change my life didn't reflect the things that I was slowly beginning to believe um, Mm. and understand so I set about very much in my own strength to go out and not be drinking which was very difficult for me because I think I felt like that was the only way I could make friends Mm. so i I was failed because I was doing it in my own strength yeah um and learned that I needed to rely on the Lord to be able to do these things mm-hmm. um through a very um kind friend who would pray with me and ask me how it went when she knew I was going out and things like that um and the lord brought me through that um and I also remembered being like oh I need a Bible and buying going out and buying one and on a student loan and not having much money i it kind of it meant something to me. Mm-hmm. I, it, that was something I really needed to spend my money on. Yeah. Um, and I can remember reading it by myself and just crying, at realizing that Jesus had died for me personally, and mm-hmm. that He'd given up the glory of heaven that He'd had yeah. for so long, and He'd done it for me personally, not not any wishy-washy. He died. Mm. It was. It was for me, and it was yeah. massive.
0: I find it really interesting how it seems that you responded in in action first and in being convicted of your own behavior first and then and then understood why that was relevant why that was important is is that accurate Or yeah i think so i mean
1: i i believed that jesus had died but i just thought that's a nice thing to do for everybody and i didn't understand Mm. the weight of that and it hadn't become very personal at that point i just knew that i wasn't living in the way that he would want me to and that needed to change Mm. But the more I read, the more I understood just what a sacrifice he made for me as an individual, as the one who sins and hangs him on that cross.
0: Mm. Great. So um, can you take us from there and and how how that faith grew? What happened next, really, in your life? Yeah.
1: So I was coming along to Cornerstone, getting involved in the CU Um, in my second year as a student I started going out with Dan um, and he'd been brought up in a Christian home so that was something quite different for me to experience and to meet his family Um, and so he was a real encouragement to me in being committed to the church and to reading the word um, and still is Um, and in when something comes up in life Actually, turning to what God says as the mm. as the first line of what you do. Um, mm. So yeah, God's just kept teaching me through through those those different things mm. through through the struggles. Often a lot more because that's when we realise how much <laughs> yes. we need we need Him and we're not in control.
0: Mm. Yeah. So you came at uh, you came to what was Fairfield Church is that correct yeah Yeah. and then it evolved into Cornerstone yeah yeah great um so how how long ago was that I think in September it'll be 15 years wow oh sorry you said that earlier that's okay I forgot (laughs) my bad right um that's great um so obviously it's been quite a while and things have yeah. happened including you having two beautiful daughters. Yeah. Um I don't know can you tell us a little bit more about how your life developed after that and
1: yeah. yeah. Um so I really I had some big struggles with my mental health. Um and it's still my testimony today that I wouldn't be here without knowing Jesus. I wouldn't mm. have seen the point in in carrying on to be quite honest. Um and the Lord was then kind enough to, again, slowly bring me through that. He, he could, can take you straight out of it, but he teaches us in the pain. Um, mm. And he's always with us, even when we feel like he's not. And the blessing of other people always accepting me mm. when I was just a mess and not really able to serve anybody else mm. and just needed love. Um, and then, yeah, the Lord gave us two beautiful children that once upon a time would just, I really hoped for and didn't know that we would have, mm. did suffer a lot of um, complications after having Eva, which was incredibly difficult. And again, the church came alongside me and carried me um, and prayed for me. And I got to know more people because people were sending me cards and saying, we're praying for you. And I'm like, I don't know this person, <laughs> but it was the most wonderful thing. Yeah, um, And one thing, when Eva was a baby and it'd been really difficult, my uncle was also diagnosed with terminal cancer. Mm-hmm. And it, I really saw how the Lord prompts us by the Holy Spirit to, to make a choice to, to do something or not, mm-hmm. and how difficult it can feel, but how kind God is to use us like that. Mm-hmm. And I felt that I really needed to make sure he knew about Jesus. Because he was, he was going to go soon. Yeah. And I didn't want to be disrespecting this man on his deathbed, but he needed to know. And that was the most loving, kind thing I could do to him. Um, and so I wrote to him um, because he was a bit far away and um, told him about Jesus and included verses. And then when he died, I went to his funeral And found out that he had been studying the Bible with the local pastor. And he'd planned his whole own funeral, which was just so evangelistic. All it aimed to do was tell people about Jesus. Mm. He had been studying the very same verses that God had put on my heart to send to him at the same time. And I went to that funeral feeling so sad at losing him. And I can remember my sadness turning to absolute joy at knowing that he was with Jesus. Mm. That's Um, amazing. Yeah, yeah. and it was just wonderful to to be part of seeing how God can use us.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's amazing, and and seeing how that happens in the church as well, and how we we experience things, and then someone says something and comforts us. In we we don't expect it, and we should expect it actually. Yeah. Uh, because that comes, that definitely comes from God um, most of the time. So. Yeah. And how, when the Spirit prompts us,
1: yeah, we can say yes to that. It can be difficult mm. to say yes to that. Yeah. But God does great things.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And w- we need that push, as you yeah, were describing, absolutely. to get towards the yes. sea <laughs> oh, yes. or to go and send a letter to our uncle. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, great. And I wonder how the rest of your family um responded to your faith and and how how they respond today even yeah it's been interesting watching them as
1: my my journey of faith has continued um Mm. because it's become clear to them it's not a a phase Mm, um different members of my family react differently my dad thinks I'm absolutely mad (laughs) um but I think he's absolutely mad for not believing in Jesus. <laughs> exactly, it's a very... Yeah. Um, my mum is very nice about it mm. um, and very pleasant. Um, and then my sisters just don't mention it, yeah. to be honest. They, they have done. Um, we, I've certainly shared the gospel with them and um, told them various stories from the Bible. But it tends to be quite an avoided subject now. But the thing about having young children and raising them in a love and a knowledge of the Lord mm. is that they come out with things um, and make people feel very uncomfortable and it's wonderful. They are fantastic evangelical tools. Um, so that's been interesting to see how they respond to how we raise the girls and how mm. they, can, they can question it um, or not agree with it. Yes. Um, but it, it's a fantastic way to, to stand out and really show that yes, my life is is for Jesus, yeah.
0: Um, yeah. Mm, great. So yeah, so it's been what roughly seventeen twenty years that you're a Christian, something like that. Yeah, something I like, like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So it, it, I know I know how it feels because for me it's been eleven years and it does feel like nothing's going to ever change. Yeah. But um, I know we can trust. That yeah. the Lord think, is
1: working behind the scenes as you were saying yeah. with your uncle really. And that's what encourages me greatly yes. is mm. he went through the big one of the biggest sufferings of his life and that's what the Lord used to bring him mm. to
0: yes. to salvation. Um yes, you're right. That that does yeah. make us question things. And the greatest um, suffering
1: we see is yeah. the perfect Jesus on the cross and yet the greatest possible mm. good comes from it. Yes. Um, so yeah
0: god use god does use suffering yes that's, <laughs> that's right for sure. yeah so um we've talked about quite a few different things and i wonder how um these couple of years have affected you how uh what things you have learned uh through the pandemic and and now it feels like we're afterwards <laughs> uh, after it sorry um but um i wonder what god has been teaching you in that time yeah lots um it it wasn't the easiest.
1: Um, When we went into pandemic, I had a one and a half year old and a child who was in their first year at school. Mm -hmm. So homeschooling, and it required a lot of hands on. She didn't know how to read at that point and things Mm -hmm. like that. So I couldn't just leave her to get on with the work. And then um, Lily was at a very different stage, I guess. Um, But we plowed on through it. The women's Bible study online was wonderful and very very hard to do with two children running around Mm -hmm. and a husband working in the other room um but equally a great blessing um and one of the things I'd previously learnt but as I'm sure many people have experienced we God teaches us things we learn them and then we forget them again and (laughs) continue on as we always did um and one of the things that I relearned but felt solidified by by that um by the pandemic and especially in those earlier days was the simplicity of asking for daily bread mm. um, and not to worry. And the, the reason I don't need to worry is because I can ask for daily bread and that's all I, all I need to do is ask mm. for God to get me through today. I don't need to worry about tomorrow because tomorrow I'm going to ask him to get me through the next day. Yes, <laughs> um, And so when I would start to worry or panic or think this is an awful day, I would just say daily bread mm. and turn to the Lord. And, yeah. and it just held me in the day, not my mind wandering. Um, And I knew that it would be provided because he knows what we need. Mm. And he gives us abundantly more than that. Um, And then the more things opened up, I think we can take for granted how much time we can spend together, how easy that is, um, the joy of being with the church. And and having not been able to do that, the joy was afresh and, Mm. I still feel it now like we've been able to see each other for quite a while but the joy of being with the church it feels safer than being with anybody else in the world Mm. um that we're united by Jesus um and he's unchanging um yeah just loving being with people yeah and I was also thinking about how much more joy I found in the word in just the last year Mm. um that there's everything in there and if I don't understand a passage somewhere else in the bible is going to help me to understand that yes (laughs) um and just becoming really really excited Mm. which has been so nice after kind of sometimes we have to plod
0: (laughs) yes that's right I think in in the lockdowns we're kind of stuck so yeah you you feel that because you're not able to interact with as many people as you could then just focusing on your own thinking is not helpful. Yeah. So being able to then see people and face-to-face is making such a difference as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's, that gives you that freshness of actually this person said this and I hadn't thought of it like that and suddenly enlivens you again in a way yeah. I don't know how to face it. And fa- proper conversation
1: presbyter. to bounce
0: off each other and
1: yeah. what we've been learning um, and ask each other mm. um, about, yeah,
0: such yeah. a blessing. I love it. Yes. Great. Um, So to finish with, could you share with us some advice that you would give to perhaps younger Christians or uh, even younger parents or whatever you find is most appropriate or relevant?
1: Um, Yeah, I think in line with what I was saying about getting stuck into the word, really, Mm. um, doing it in all different ways. So, of course, alone in one to ones within Bible study settings and home groups and then in church and talk about it I'm so encouraged when I get to talk with brothers and sisters about Mm. what we've been learning um, and how iron sharpens iron and how we can learn and help each other grow and be excited Um, so I just yeah get into the word because also prepare for the the suffering that we know will come in life before it happens mm, and yes. we do that by getting into the word and God plants it in our hearts and then prompts us by the spirit and those difficult moments mm. to remember his promises and what he's taught us
0: yes yeah that's right and doing it as a church is so beneficial isn't yeah. it we can't we can't live as a Christian without the church can no, we? we're family yeah, yeah. exactly Oh great. Thank you so much Lauren for Thank sharing you. your story with us. Um that's all for this episode of Sister Stories, everyone, but join us again next time.